And we're back at it again. Three, two, one, one, two, three. Thank you very much, everybody, for joining us today. It's November 2nd, 2021, year of our Lord. We're sitting here in New Bedford, Massachusetts, and it is what day? Election day, folks. Not for the big people, not for the mayor, not for the governor, not for the senator, not for the president, but the city council. These are people that really need to get along so you can actually get some stuff happening in your life. Now, the thing is, there's a problem with most com cities with their city council. The problem is y'all don't go out and vote. <laughs> like most of the time, across the board, you can say it's 20, 30, maybe even 25 to 40% of y'all actually get out and vote for your city council members. How many of you even know what ward you're in or what their names are? I'm in that category as well, too. I have no idea. <laughs> so... Sitting here today in New Bedford, I have a whole bunch of people who are supporting their candidates. Right now, I'm standing here with Shane Burgo, who is going for the counselor at large for the city of New Bedford. Thank you very much for coming on here today, Shane. Tell me, what is some of your you plan to do once you get in office? Yes, thank you, Rodney, for having me. I really appreciate this opportunity. Um, look, first and foremost, I just want to mention, you know, as you, as you said, people usually head out to go vote for governor, the, the executive branch, higher levels. Mm. But it, like you said, city council, school committee, uh, assessor's office, those are the roles that we're voting for today, and they most impact. Those are the biggest impact that people have on your daily lives here in the local uh, government. So that's why we really ran, our, you know, our cliche uh, campaign slogan is we're looking to bring back local government that's for the people by the people and of the people Absolutely. because of that apathy that people have where they feel like the only important roles in government are governor or mayor but it's our city council that decides how our taxes are going to be divided up it's our city council that passes ordinances that influences people constituent services and that's mm -hmm. what we want to bring back uh, here at the Burgo committee um, we really want to be looking at preventative uh, mm -hmm. solutions to mm -hmm. things like the opioid crisis absolutely affordable housing mm -hmm. gentrification okay. um, and again when we talk about constituent services we need to expand more than just receiving calls we need to be advocating on behalf of our residents for those absolutely, causes absolutely now my question to you for this is with uh, the opioid crisis as well as the you know um affordable care and affordable uh, housing, housing like all these things are very 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 important to us and mm -hmm. like the affordable the affordable health care and the opioid crisis kind of go hand in hand at the same time because yep. when you have a the care system that we do have and they're doling up the pills as they are they're adding to the opioid crisis mm -hmm. and then the care they're getting on the back end is this slow burn this slow the slow give of methadone suboxone and all these other other forms to make sure you stay in, in that realm it's not really helping you you're just you're staying there now i'm not saying i'm a doctor or anything else like that or know anything about people in that yep. aspect however i just see more people addicted to things yep. like if i want to get somebody off cigarettes i'm not going to give you a, a vape and say this is better yeah now like on those aspects okay y'all figure out what y'all figure out and i hope it comes to a final solution but how are we talking to our, our sick individuals how are we talking to our hurt constituents and um and our civilians, how are we helping them come up instead of just saying, vote yeah. for me? So that's that's an important part of uh, our messaging too, is you know uh, the different ways of how how do people get to where they're at and uh, how do they get out of where they're where they're at in, in this moment. Um, so speaking to that, you know we can't only be about treatment centers or helping people in that sense, as you're saying, to boxing clinics um, using that kind of drug to kind of help wean them back off of mm -hmm. the. Um, uh, dependence on it but we have to be giving people opportunities where they feel that they're empowered so that's why all these things
things are tied in when we talk about affordable housing. If people don't have a roof over their head, a, a, a place to rest their you know head at night before they go to a job, if they do have a job, mm-hmm. we also need to make sure people have enough vocational training. True, um, and that's why edu- you know economic development is tied into this as well. Um, so this is what you know we talk. As you were mentioning, some people get onto pain pills. That's how it starts. They were prescribed this medication, and then uh, it goes into they dependency. yep they dependency. They don't have a script anymore, so then they go to the streets looking for it. And that's how sometimes it can happen. So how do we help them? How do we help even other people who go down this path because of the lack of opportunities that they... the lack of opportunities in New Bedford. That's been presented. Yes, exactly. So that's why I talk a lot about preventative work. So when we're talking about our education system, vocational training, um, and education, we have to prepare people for college, but we also have to people uh, prepare people for career readiness as well. Okay. Um, so I think that ties all into this. So if we're able to uh, provide people uh, with an environment where they have a good job uh, or an opportunity for a good job, and a fair wage and a place to live in a community where they can grow, they're less likely to fall into the trap of drugs and alcohol and things like that. Well, I agree with you to an extent. Like, I truly do. I agree yeah. with you that once once you have these forms of foundations of these four walls and that continuous paycheck and these, these habit walks of life, you are good. Only reason I disagree with you is because... There are many more addicts that have all those things than not. Like, yes, somebody who's all the way down, let the truck go. Everybody's like on the streets and, you know, sick. Yep. They're sick too, but there's a lot more than just them down here. Oh, of course. And like, that's the end Mm -hmm. of the problem. That's just where you can see it. But there's so many more that have all these things that you're talking about and understand. My only question is... Like, because the affordable hair, the uh, vocational training, the, the education, the healthcare, all these tie to social, social programs. However, they all put from different pots of money. And the way that I've seen in a lot of different areas that we support people, like with food and health, food care, we got the PACE Council for uh, housing as well as as clothing and other things like that, maybe even a job. You got the Red Cross and other individuals and the uh, Salvation Army. You get and um, little, little uh, job agencies such as People Ready and Complete. Uh, yeah, they do what they do, but they're just getting meal tickets. They're literally just like it's almost the same thing as handing you a dollar and say, "Figure it out." Mm-hmm. It's not giving somebody like truly the skills as what you're saying, not necessarily for vocational sense, yep. but for self sense. Mm-hmm. Because I can give anybody a job, I can give anybody a house, I can give anybody food, but if they don't know what to do with all these things and just go back to their same habits, I haven't done anything for them. Like, cause I, I can like that's one of the, about sixty-five percent. Like, and this is a guess, but I don't think I'm wrong. Of people who go through most of these programs because they're on drug dependency and other things like that, usually they're recidivists and get right back in the same program and habits. Like jump up, fall right back down. But jump it sounds up, like you're talking about the programs that I'm saying aren't only the ones we need, like support groups, mm-hmm. um, you know, treatment centers and things like that. Yeah, you can't... Like we, have, we have the programs that we have now. I'm just trying yeah. to figure out how to make them better. But and then what that's we do. the other part of it, too, is we do have a lot of resources out there, but are we able to access those things for that's, people that, as well? Very true. Absolutely. Because that that's what I truly believe the key is. Like, our programs, for the most part, work. It's kind of like the RMV. Like, before COVID... 
you thought the RMV sucked. <laughs> like everybody thought the RMV sucked. <laughs> like, why well, I gotta wait nine hours to do this and the third? Then COVID happened. And you could only go there on an appointment. And it worked pretty damn good. <laughs> Like, that's the way I feel. Yeah. Like, granted, there's a bog down the system. More efficient. Actually, more efficient. There's a bog down the system. There's a bottleneck because everybody's trying to rush through the door to get their hand out yeah. instead of running up to the door to earn and learn. So that, that's just people, and I understand that. And, and I'm for everybody that's voting, everybody that's trying to be on city council and what y'all are doing. I, mm. I really appreciate everyone. I don't really care who gets in office. I just want y'all to do a good job. Yeah. Because city council, everybody has to agree, and you are direct representatives that we come and talk to about the situations that are going on down here. You don't get paid that much more. You have more responsibility. People can come directly come and talk to you, and you don't really have a staff. So I applaud y'all for what y'all do for your community. That is truly a wonderful, wonderful thing. Now, if you don't get in, Mm-hmm. What else do you plan on doing to keep doing what you want to do to help your community? Yeah, well, so I'm already doing a lot of the work. So I'm uh, the education chair of the New Bedford NAACP uh, on the executive committee there. I've been a part of the New Bedford uh, NAACP since I was a youth. Um, mm. So now that I'm an adult, I'm on That's the executive on Kemp, committee. Yeah, uh, the one of the locations, yeah. Mm. Um, and then I'm also on my parish council and my church community. Mm. I am Maybe a leader. The, uh, lady of the... What is it again? They told me. Oh, Our Lady of the Assumption. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I've been like a long time, now. yeah, a long time parishioner there. Uh, serve on the parish council. I'm a lector. Um, I sing in the choir. I also am a leader in United Interfaith Action, which okay. right now we're doing a lot of work uh, around the ESSER funds for. Um, the funding for the schools uh, from COVID um, mm-hmm. with Superintendent Anderson. We just held a forum. Um, so I, I'm already involved doing a lot of community work. So that is not going to stop whether Beautiful. tonight I win or lose. Um, the goal is that. to continue working in this community. This city council run is just to continue the work I've already been doing um, and take this and use this as a platform to, again, as I said before, expand on constituent services and be an advocate um, on a lot of these issues where people do not have a voice, especially our uh, younger people who tend to be very apathetic towards politics because they feel as though they're not represented. Absolutely. Absolutely. I completely agree with you. I completely agree with you because from what I've known for the last 30 years, normally for a lower government, it's usually only the elderly as well as some of the older adults that go out and vote. Mm-hmm. Like most of the time, and that's usually what you get out of it. Now, my only question is, how are we speaking to the younger community, like 18, 25-year-olds, 30-year-olds, those who believe that Twitter Nation is everything and, yeah. and they're staying on this? How are we connecting to them? Well, that's how I've been trying to reach out to them is on social media because it's where they tend to be. But I try to remind them that, you know, you can vote on Facebook polls or Twitter polls, but those do not translate to real votes in our ballot box um so that's yeah so that's what i'm hoping you know that the our supporters our young supporters on facebook will show up today uh we did a lot of registering people to vote um so i'm hoping that will you know uh 
trans translate to a lot of votes today Beautiful. for us. But yeah, awesome. we're just reaching out to young people, letting them know that we do have a voice and just the fact that we've gained as much support as we have, um, I, I hope is an inspiration to other young people coming up behind me, mm -hmm. um, knowing that um, they too can do it. Whether we win or lose tonight, we've come very close. Um, I, we're at the finish line. I feel very confident about our chances, um, but we you can't win unless you're, you're in the race. So um, I, I hope that people do give a try. We need more voices. We need more um, choices essentially um, we need more candidates um, so I always encourage people to run Okay. Now with that, where can people find you and the works that you do? Because they need to know. Yes. So my social media is um, Shane Burgo, at Shane Burgo, S-H-A-N-E. Last name is B as in boy, U-R-G-O. Um, and then our website also is ShaneBurgo.com. Or our campaign social medias are Burgo for NB. That's B-U-R-G-O. And four is F-O-R. And then NB for New Bedford, the initials. Outstanding, outstanding. And the NWCP, things like that. Where, how can people become more involved in the New Bedford area? Oh, well, they can just head to uh, NAACP.com, uh, type in your zip code, and it will bring you right to our branch. Uh, you can become a member. Uh, we hold meetings monthly. I believe it's the third Thursday of every month we have a 7 p.m. community meeting for people and right now we're doing it through zoom um, which has been really great especially for the younger population that is very technologically you know inclined um, to be able to join and be a part of that so hopefully more people will join our membership and be a part of the work that we do uh, for advocacy in our neighborhoods outstanding outstanding well thank you very much for thank being you for the opportunity sure sure, I appreciate sure thing. It. and uh, we'll make sure I push this out so other people can hear it and I wish good, you the good. best of luck thank you so for much. yourself and I the community it. Thank you very much, folks. Uh, once again, best of birds. We're here with Shane Burgo. We're pushing the best of luck for the council at large, for city councilman, New Bedford, folks. If you vote or don't vote, get out there and support your community. You can say all you want everywhere, but unless you're doing something, shut up. <laughs> Love you all. Have a good day.